0: Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 8th chapter. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the last decade or so, with the emergence of the Internet and the popularity of those smartphones that we all carry around, a phenomenon has been occurring. And that phenomenon is what social scientists call the death of expertise. Yes, the death of expertise. In other words, due to Google and YouTube Wikipedia and blogs and all the social media, all the search engines where you can just type it in and get information back. Perhaps Siri and Alexa and all those different programs that are out there. Because of those, there's been a collapse, yes, a collapse between the professional and the layman. Think of it this way. There will always be a need for doctors, no doubt about it. We need doctors to perform surgeries, doctors to administer medication, Doctors to monitor health. However, the average person now has a tendency to go to where? WebMD. Anytime they're sick, you go to WebMD. You type in your symptoms, it spits it out. It tells you what's going on. And as a result, there's been a collapse between the layman and the professional, resulting in the fact where oftentimes people will then combat their doctor's opinion based upon what they've learned on the Internet We even see this in the realm of the church. Forget going to seminary. Forget the Greek. Forget the Hebrew. Forget the hundreds of hours of studying systematic theology. Just go online to universalchurch.com. Please don't do it. Universalchurch.com, though. And in seven minutes, just seven easy minutes, you can get ordained. And to boot, $149.99 will buy you a pastor kit in a box. I kid you not. The point is, over the last several decades, the division between the non-expert and the expert, it has collapsed. It has collapsed because the average person has seen themselves as an expert in all things. Yes, we can do all things through Google that educates us. Now while there are many consequences to all of this that we could describe this morning, The one particular consequence that we must consider today is the erosion of authority. Yes, as a result of the collapse between the expert and the non-expert, as that has collapsed, there has been a consequence, and that consequence is the erosion of authority, the dismantling, the disregard of those in authority. Think of it this way. If you and I can click on a smartphone to find information to learn how to do things our own way, why would we need to call an expert? And if we don't need to call an expert, why do we need to respect these experts in their positions of authority? Why would we need someone to be in power and influence above us if we're capable of so much on our own? Frankly, as a pastor and you as church members, We probably do not need to be too worried about those getting ordained online in seven minutes, for everyone knows that these people are either frauds or doing it just for a joke. But instead, we should be more concerned about the disregard for authority itself. We should be concerned not only for how this hurts our society, but also how it hurts the church, and especially how it impacts the person of Christ, and how we view Jesus. You see, in America, as the line between the non-expert and the expert has been collapsing inward on itself, well, the consequence in the church is that Jesus himself has been brought down to the point where he's perceived not as a lord, not as a majestic, powerful lord, but he's seen nothing more as a spiritual body. He's like a best friend forever, a BFF, if you will. He's also like a co-pilot, someone that will take the wheel for you when things go out of control. Take the wheel, Jesus. Yes, thank you, my buddy. So when Jesus is spoken of as having authority, though, when we approach Christ as having authority, influence, and rule, as being majestic, as being the Lord, well, people will typically frown upon this. They'll frown upon this indeed. Indeed, many in America are not interested in Christ having power, not having rule and authority. They're much more comfortable with having a buddy-buddy Christ. You see, they don't want to submit their decisions. They do not want to submit their careers, their thoughts, their sexual ethics to anyone in authority, especially Christ and His church. But keep in mind that rejecting authority, especially the authority of Jesus, is risky business. Sure, we have the ability to use our technology to just simply dial it in on our smartphones and do things on our own, but truth be told, there are still so many things in this life that we simply cannot do. You see, we think we can do so much, but in reality, when the going gets tough, we typically, yes, we typically run to those in authority and those with the proper expertise to fix things on our behalf when things blow up. For example, consider our reading from the Gospel of Matthew this morning. In the Gospel of Matthew, we heard two accounts. The first, we heard about a leper. And what makes this leper so profound is that this leper, he actually knew that he was completely helpless. He knew that he could not heal himself. He knew that he was not an expert. He understood there was a division between him and Christ. He was not an expert. Christ was a professional. And so he cried out for help. Secondly, We heard about a Roman military officer called a centurion. The word centurion means to be a ruler over a hundred soldiers. And so when the centurion spoke with authority to his soldiers, his soldiers got it. He said to the soldiers, do this and that was done. He said, do this and they would do it. They understood authority. He understood authority. And so when he looked to Christ, AND HE LOOKED TO THE PREDICAMENT OF ONE OF HIS SOLDIERS THAT WAS IN NEED. HE UNDERSTOOD THAT HE HAD ZERO AUTHORITY OVER DEATH AND DISEASE. HE COULD SAY TO SICKNESS AND DEATH, BE GONE, AND SICKNESS AND DEATH WOULD NOT LISTEN TO HIM. THE CENTURION WAS INDEED NO EXPERT OVER SICKNESS, NO EXPERT OVER DEATH. HE HAD ZERO AUTHORITY OVER DEATH. AND SO SIMPLY STATED, THE LEPER KNEW THAT HE WAS NOT AN EXPERT. And the Roman centurion, he knew that Jesus was a proper authority over himself to deal with the predicaments of disease and death. But this is where we mess things up so badly here in America. You see, truth be told, we act act the exact opposite of the centurion. We act the exact opposite of the leper. On the one hand, we do everything possible to reject the reality Of our condition. We like to pretend that we're not sin sick. We like to think that we're healthy. We like to think that we can do it on our own. We are experts at everything. We're under control on all things. And while at the same time while we are trying to convince ourselves that we're not sick, that we are in control, that we're an expert, we also at the same time we do not want to admit that Jesus has authority over us. We like to think that the authority belongs to us, that we are Masters and commanders of our own universe. But, my friends, eventually we crack, we fall apart, things get too big and we tumble down, things become too difficult and we fall apart. We tumble apart, and then when we tumble apart, when our life is completely in chaos, when all hell has broken loose in our life, well, then we come along and we demand those who are experts and those in authority to help us immediately put it back together again. In other words, we don't like a version of Jesus and the church that has authority over us and our morals and our decisions, yet at the same time, when death and illness or a major problem strikes, well, the first place we run is the church or we run to our prayers to have a powerful Christ, authoritative Christ, make things all better. Tragically, I believe the majority of our issues really come back to a misdiagnosis of ourselves. On the one hand, we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. For example, with our cell phones in one hand and our pride in our other hand, We reject the idea that we are poor, helpless, miserable sinners, like that leper. And we reject the reality that Jesus has all authority, as testified by that Roman centurion. We think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. And at the same time, we think lowlier of Christ than we ought to. We doubly fail. Lord, have mercy. Indeed, Lord, have mercy. Dear friends, mark this. When you look at the leper in need, he is a visible picture of your spiritual condition. You are no expert over sin, death, and the devil. And when you look at that Roman centurion and his confession of Christ's authority, that is a clear picture that you need to appeal to someone higher than yourself, someone who has more authority than you, someone who has more authority with dealing with sin, death, and the devil. Now keep in mind that it takes great courage to admit that we're helpless. It hurts our prideful feelings. It hurts our feelings of expertise. It hurts us to know that with all of our technological advances that life yes that life before sin death and the devil that our life is helpless. Nevertheless, we must have the courage to confess this. We must have the courage to admit this. We must admit this and learn that like the leper and like that centurion, you and I also have an expert to understand that we do have an expert, that we do have one in authority above us who stands not over a hundred men, but stands over sin, death, and the devil for you and for me. Baptized saints, saints, this should make us feel good. It should make us feel good right now. To have someone in authority over your death, over your sin, and over against the devil, this should be really good news for us. As much as it hurts our sinful nature to admit that we can't do it, at the same time, consequently at the same time, we should be rejoicing that we are not alone, that we are not left in our helplessness, that we have one who is an authority above us it should comfort us baptized saints hear this when you sin your jesus he has authority over your sin so when your jesus says your sins are forgiven get this they're really forgiven he has authority to say that he has authority to pronounce that to you authority to make that be true your sins are forgiven and guess what they are forgiven And when you die and are buried six feet under the ground, on that great last day, your Jesus, with all authority in heaven and earth, he will speak, he will say, arise. And in the twinkling of an eye, death will have to obey. It will have to obey the authority of Christ and you will be released from the jaws of death and given a brand new body. And the devil, Well, he is a weak, pathetic foe compared to the authority of Christ. And so never forget that a tiny word of Jesus is still mightier than all the forces of the devil. And so we hear yet again, be gone, pathetic foe. We are baptized into Christ. We belong to Jesus. So, dear friends, the news is quite simple. The bad news is that you and I are no experts And we don't have much authority in this life in the grand scheme of things. But that does not matter. Friends, take comfort today. Be of good cheer. Have no fear. You have one who has all authority in heaven and earth. His name is Jesus Christ, Son of God, your Savior. Where he speaks, you listen, and you have comfort. Where he rules, you follow and have comfort he has all authority over sin, all authority over death, all authority over the devil for you. And that, ah, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Let us rejoice. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word speaks us righteous. Bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richards' blog at www.pastormatrichard.org, or visit Saint Paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org. The, the Lord bless and keep you. And keep you.